This is the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast, and I'm your host, Brian Briscoe. Now, this podcast is designed for the aspiring apartment investor and literally gives them the opportunity to ask the questions that will help them get to the next level. So if you're an aspiring apartment investor, this podcast is for you. Now, this podcast is brought to you by the Tribe of Titans Multifamily Educational Community. It's your one-stop shop for learning how to succeed at apartment investing. Hey, this is Brian Briscoe, and welcome to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast. This is a multifamily brief episode. Today, we're going to talk about commitments, okay, and what exactly a commitment does for you. So, you know, looking back at it, there's a lot of things that I have said that I was going to do, but I was never fully committed. You know, I remember reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad in my 20s. You know, I I was in Okinawa at the time, so I can nail it down to 2003 to 2006. But I remember reading Cashflow Quadrant, which was the second book of the series, while I was on a big boat floating to the Philippines, you know, it was, uh, you know, a 36 hour, you know, ride on a, a boat called the HSV. If any of you uh, are, are military folks and have ever been on one of those, you'll, you'll understand exactly what I mean. But, uh, you know, imagine being on, you know, an airplane, something a little larger than an airplane with seats a little larger than an airplane for 36 hours, you know, and that's that's kind of what this was. So as far as that goes, you know, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and then I read The Cash Flow Quadrant. And I remember on that boat ride, sitting down with, you know, a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper and writing down some goals, writing down some goals for passive income. And I, I really liked the Robert Kiyosaki idea, you know, buy assets, you know, that produce cash flow and get that residual income coming in, you know, something that really, really appealed to me. And so I made a bunch of lofty goals. Looking back at it, you know, at the time they were lofty. At the time, I didn't know how I was going to get them, but I figured I could figure it out, right? You know, my goals, you know, I wanted to have $10,000 in passive income, you know, by the time I turned 40, you know, and I think at the time I was probably making, you know, a 60 or $70,000 a year salary. And so, you know, $10,000 a year, you know, sounded like it was a, a whole lot of money. It's like, man, if I can, if I can live like I'm living right now off of 60,000 a year, woo, 120, you know, I'll be cooking with butter, right? So made all these goals and, you know, I had a net worth goal as well. And I wanted to be a millionaire, you know, right around the time that I was 40. And so put all these goals down and I started thinking, okay, how do, how do I get there? And to me, the answer, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, he actually talks a lot about apartment investing. And I realized wrongly that that was a little bit out of reach for me. I, you know, I kind of thought, okay, I don't even know where to start, you know, because, you know, you go on, you call a realtor up and realtors don't list, you know, 80 unit apartments. Anyway, I, I kind of had this idea that apartments were too big for me. So I decided that I would start with single family. And that's what I did. I bought one single family in 2007. Okay. Great year to buy a single family property in that money was free. I mean, oh my goodness, it was so easy to get that loan. I got a hundred percent of the home finance and I had to pay, you know, one of the closing cost fees, you know, the financing fee or the lender fee or something out of pocket. So for $3,000, I bought a $200,000 home just north of Salt Lake City. You know, and then the real estate market crashed the next year and I bought another house then, you know, and 
somewhere along the line, you know, one of my goals was to buy one single family house a year. That was one of the things that I wrote down on the sheet. But somewhere along the line, you know, I I stopped. You know, so 2007, I bought a house. 2008, I bought a house. 2009, I was in Iraq for six months of the year. And I just kind of made the excuse. And I mean, if you're looking for excuses, you know, being in Iraq for six months, that that's a pretty darn good excuse. But I use that as an excuse to not keep going. Okay. 2010, you know, I had just gotten home, you know, just moved my family across the country and I remember we were looking at buying a house in North Carolina. I spoke to two lenders and both of them looked at my my finances and said, nope, you can't buy a house right now. You know, lending was a little tighter. And once again, I was probably making about 60000 And so to have, you know, a $200,000 home with a mortgage, a $300,000 home with a mortgage, and then try to buy another $300,000 home with a mortgage, you know, wasn't working for the lenders. And unfortunately, I was not committed. Okay. There's lots of ways that I could have figured out how to buy another investment property. I just wasn't committed enough. I just, I was comfortable. I was fat and happy, you know, and that's, that's a a Marine Corps ism. That's something we say in the Marine Corps for people that, that are just too comfortable. They're fat and happy. All right. Got plenty of food and no reason to do anything else. And that's kind of what happened for the next several years. I lost sight of my goals. And quite honestly, it wasn't until my 40th birthday when I sat down and I realized, oh my gosh, wow, I don't have $120,000 in passive income. My salary by then made that much money, but I didn't have $120,000 in passive income. And I mean, quite frankly, I was living a lot better than I was, but it wasn't passive. You know, I had more money to invest. I had more money to do things with, but it was not passive. And then I looked at my net worth and something else I realized that the vast majority of my net worth was parked into those two houses, you know, the two houses that I had bought. So anyway, at that time, I I committed and I fully committed. It's just like, all right, I'm not going to waste any more time. And I fully committed to the course of action. All right. Now, what's happened since I took two years, two years to really start. All right. In my mind, I had committed, but there were some things in the way. And so when I fully committed, you know, I was in the Middle East again. I was sitting on a another big gray boat in the middle of I think I was in the Gulf of Aden, you know, when when we were when I had my birthday and and really committed myself. You know, once again, if you're looking for excuses, that's a pretty good excuse. But, you know, I got home and, you know, part of my commitment was I need to learn and I need to have a mentor. And so that part of part of that commitment, something that really helped me to commit even deeper was paying a big number for mentorship. You know, I paid $25,000 for mentorship. And that honestly, I was committed before, but after writing that $25,000 check, I was wholly committed. That was a big enough number that it's like, holy cow, you know, I'm not going to not do anything now. But since writing that check, I have closed on over 1,100 units and we're closing on capital raises done. So, you know, it's no longer an open offering. So I feel comfortable talking about we're closing on a small property in Denver soon. And, you know, I think it's going to be a a nice little deal. we got a couple more under contract, which I can't speak of. We're we're probably going to do 506B offerings on those. But long story short, if everything we have under contract right now closes, 
you know, that 1100 is going to turn into 1500 really quickly. So that's where I've come since committing. I think the biggest difference between, you know, Brian 15 years ago and Brian now is that level of commitment. You know, earlier I was somewhat sort of kind of committed, but when things got tough, you know, I just, once again, I was comfortable enough that I didn't care, you know, later on, I was so committed. I didn't care how tough things got. I was going to follow through. All right. I was going to make multifamily. And quite frankly, I decided to burn the boats. You know, the earliest I was eligible to retire from the Marine Corps was October 31st. And, you know, about the time that I I fully committed and I paid that that coaching program fee, (laughs) I decided to burn the boats and never look for another job. It's one thing I told myself, I will not look for another job. All right. It's multifamily or bust. So question for you, how committed are you? All right. Are you committed or, you know, are you just kind of casually going forward? I'll tell you right now that if you're just kind of casually into this business, you're never going to reach the level of success that you want. You have to commit and you have to push forward. That's it for today. Let's see if you guys can commit and see how many of you guys can, can get some deals done this year. There, there's a lot out there for the taking. And you know, like I said, we, we got three under contract right now. Four, actually. All right. See you guys later. Thanks for listening to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast by the Tribe of Titans. If you're still listening, you obviously liked it. So go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star rating and review if you haven't already. And then make sure to check out our YouTube channel, which incidentally has a ton of video content that you'll also enjoy and learn from. Now, if you're interested in being on the show, go to our website, diaryofanapartmentinvestor.com and fill out the questionnaire on the website. And for more educational content and for more information about our educational community, check us out at thetribeoftitans.info.